0: Welcome back to UMass Women's Basketball. Views and opinions expressed on this program are those solely of its speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of WMUA, its management board, or the Board of Trustees of the University of Massachusetts.
1: It's McCormick for the win! It's good. Deep three for the win. She banks it in. That was incredible. The three, it's good,
2: and the foul.
1: Welcome to UMass Women's Basketball on WMUA Sports and UMassAthletics.com. Good. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the UMass Women's Basketball Show here on WMUA 91.1. I'm Ryan Beaton alongside Cam Seibert. We're here at the John Francis Kennedy Champion Center. Alongside head coach Tori Verdi. Coach, how are you this morning? I'm good. That's great to hear. Obviously, uh, you guys just came back from VCU. You're here for a couple of days. You're flying back down to Richmond. How do you guys persevere and keep things, I guess, light during this period? Well, I mean, you know, the first thing is, um, you know, we we gave them
2: the day off yesterday. Um, you know, so, so you know they they got a little bit of rest uh, in between games. Um, now we'll prep for the next two days, and uh, we're going to get after here today. And, and we got some work to do. Um, And then, um, you know, we'll be a little bit lighter tomorrow uh, prior to taking off. But, um, you know, we've tried to really balance, um, you know, the fact that, you know, we're in the thick of things um, with uh, in regards to conference play. We're trying to balance, you know, uh, the rest to work ratio. And and I I think it's panning out for us. Um, So, you know, uh, it was great to see, you know, our energy and our want to, um, you know, in our last game. And and hopefully there's some carryover to to the game um,
0: down on on Sunday uh, at Richmond. Richmond head coach Mike Schaefer said that he thinks you guys are playing really well right now, and he thinks his team needs to get a little better themselves. He also said it's been nice for them to get their last two wins, but they don't want to get complacent. We know you have a lot of respect for opposing coaches, but how nice would it be to go down there and route their win streak?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, anyone obviously uh, is a pretty big deal in the 8-10, and, um, you know, the fact that we lost the last couple, and um, you know, regardless of who we play, uh, you know, whether it's VCU, whether it's Richmond, whether it's GW, you know, it, it's... You know, it's a game in, in a10, and they're all important. And so, you know, we, you know, we expect to go down there and. Um, you know, work really, really hard and, um, you know, hopefully um, you know, we'll pay off and, and, and if we do those things, they'll put us in position uh, to win a basketball game but, um, you know, obviously you know, we expect it to be a battle you know, night in, night out there's 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 never a game where we just roll right in and, you know, it's given to us you gotta earn it, you gotta take the W um, you know, from your opponent and, and so, how we go about doing that is, is we show up and we work together we play hard uh, and we do all the little things and, and, and so we, we got to have some carryover, and, and we got to clean some things up on both sides of the ball as well before we go down there and play them.
1: Yeah, and with a little bit of a scouting report, Jade's Hind Clark, six-one forward for Richmond. She's registered three double doubles this season, 15 rebounds in a game against U Maryland Eastern, I believe, back in November. She also had 15 points in that game. Essentially, just a rebound machine, fierce post player. How are you guys working on? game planning for her yeah
2: i mean you know the biggest thing is is uh making sure that uh you know we know what she wants to do in the low post and and she's very heavy right shoulder and we got to jam that up and uh but more importantly she does a great job of you know getting offensive rebounds for them so shot goes up we got to make contact with her we got to drive her back we got to force her you know to come over our backs um and she's very very aggressive in that regards and Hopefully, you know she could get into uh, some foul trouble, um, and and have to have to uh, you know watch throughout the game. But uh, you know she's a great competitor, and, and having her on the bench will definitely
0: help help us. So Richmond lost to VCU by twenty five. They also lost to Davidson by twenty three. Teams that you competed with, Davidson you beat. A lot better. Uh, so, does that give you guys a little more confidence going into this one, knowing that you played at a higher level against those yeah, teams? Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, uh, to me, you know, um, you, you can look at, you know, the point differential. I mean, you know, that that's one thing. But again, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's not. It doesn't change our view, our perspectives. Um, you know, it, it, it's another game. It's the next game on our conference schedule, and you know, and regardless of you know what their conference um you know when total is and conference record is or their non-conference record it it doesn't matter you know i mean our league there's so much parity in our league and 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 it's it's so it's it's all out of whack it's crazy you know teams that you know uh we beat go and beat teams that we lose to so like it's we just gotta you know focus on richmond um you know and, and, and working on their game plan as we speak right now and um and, and go down there and, and take care of business. Uh, but but what I do know is that, you know, we got to work extremely hard. Um, you know, we, we got to play together um, and we got to compete for 40 minutes. And, um, you know, I thought that, you know, uh, in regards to the VCU game, you know, the reason why, you know, uh, you know we we're right there, you know, down the stretch is because our players played extremely hard. You know, we weren't perfect by any means, uh, we turned the ball over uh, 20 times. Can't do that, you know, but v- that's what VCU does. You know, they're they're long. They have a ton of length. You know, they have some speed and some athleticism. And, you know, we have some small guards who who struggled to pass the ball over the top. And, you know, so they were able to get deflections and steals and, you know, one leg layups. And, and so, again, it's just we got to take care of the ball. We got to value each possession. Uh, but had we made layups – um, in a couple free throws, you know, we we probably win that game, you know. But we're right there, you know. But but I was really proud of our effort, you know. And and if we're saying that VCU is the top team in the A10, you know, I and again it goes to show, you know, everyone out there that, you know, when UMass is playing, you know, um, their best basketball, you know, w- we could we could beat anyone, and I I truly believe that this year, you mm-hmm. know, I, with parity in the league, I I feel that you know we we can't be anyone uh, when we're playing our best basketball but you know we're so inconsistent we've been preaching you know consistency throughout the season and it it's just crazy to think that you know um you know, we beat Davidson pretty handily down at their place and we played really well. You know, we beat Maris. Maris is, you know, a team that's gone to Sweet Sixteens and, you know, uh N C two eight tournaments and winning the league year after year after year. We go to their place in a hostile environment and we beat a really good team and Maris in the A ten would be, you know, a top top two or three team in the A ten. There's no mm-hmm. question about it. So, you know, it's there. Um, it's just about being consistent, you know, and, 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 and we got to have players like Jessica George knock down some um, shots for us and, you know, score for us. You know, she she came up
1: uh, empty the other night and, you know, we need a little bit more point production from her. Yeah, and I guess sticking on this game towards the end when you guys were fouling, Haley Lydell making some awesome, awesome shots, a lot of three pointers. Yep. Uh, obviously not enough to get the win, but at least bring the score pretty close. Uh, what does it mean to have a player? I guess that, and maybe maybe have her come through in the future, in a maybe a closer game where you guys can get the. win. I mean,
2: uh, again, you know, it, it, it's all part of you know situations that we cover, you know, throughout the course of the year, and and um, you know we're just trying to put our players in a position to be successful, you know, and and so we had opportunities, you know, down the stretch, you know, where you know we followed them, put them to the line, they missed some free throws, we get the ball back, we executed, you know, we were down six. Um, you know, Haley was able to, you know, uh, we ran some misdirection stuff, and Haley was able to knock down deep three. And um, and then, you know, Destiny Philoxy had, you know, we're down four and had had an opportunity for a drive and, and a layup. And, and, you know, unfortunately, we, we miss it, you know. But, um, uh, again, you know, we're still – we have some young players in our program um, who are playing uh, some really deep minutes and, and, you know, getting a ton of experience. And hopefully that will help us um, – in regards to moving forward in the future.
0: So, yeah, uh, speaking of minutes and, and the young talent on the team, it feels like this year there's so many players who can score in high volumes. How tough has it been for you kind of like figuring out which players play well together and yeah. just how to spread out the minutes?
2: Yeah, th- that's a great question, and, and it's something that, you know, um, came up in, in a team meeting um, last week. and um mm-hmm. Because we haven't had that consistency, you know, and and, and it's like some days, you know, uh, Hennessy Rivera gives us, you know, a a, a ton of point production in other games, you know, uh, we lack in in, in that regard. I mean, you know, you you pour in 14 points, then you pour in six. And and so it's been a roller coaster ride for for me personally because it's like, okay, you know, what combination is going to work today? You know, and so basically, you know, we've we kind of worked it up where, you know, we have 10 players that that are playing for us right now. And, you know, so we have, you know, a secondary depth chart where, you know, we're subbing for, you know, each position. And, you know, it's all, you know, they go in, they have their opportunities. And, you know, depending on, you know, their production on the court on both sides of the ball, it determines how long they'll play.
1: Do you have anything else? I think that's all we have for you today, Coach. All right. Yeah, we wanted to thank you for coming on. Uh, Coach Tori Verdi, joining us on the program this morning. We're going to head to a quick break. Uh, We'll be right back. Stay tuned to WMUA 91.1 FM.
0: This is UMass Athletic.
1: With so many people taking pain medications on a daily basis, doctors of chiropractic are reminding everyone suffering from pain from joints, muscles, ligaments, and tendons, as well as chronic pain, that there is a proven, non-surgical, drug-free, natural approach to pain management. Chiropractic care. Chiropractic provides pain relief without side effects and without over-the-counter medications. Visit your chiropractor and find one near you at masschiro.org.
2: This is Coolio. I have it. You have it. We all have it. It's called blood. And every three seconds, someone needs blood. Each year, four million people need blood transfusions. You can help by becoming a blood donor. It's fast, simple, and safe. One donation from you can save up to three lives. Be a lifesaver. Call one 866 from you. That's 1-866-376-6968. Toll free to find out where you can donate and save a life today.
0: Hey, this is Ainsley from Sustainable UMass, here to tell you about all the cool opportunities our program has to offer. Students enrolled at UMass Amherst have the ability to be the voice of sustainability. This means you have the potential to change wasteful practices around campus. Check out Sustainable UMass online to find ways to get involved with our EcoRep course, fellowship program, or various volunteer opportunities. Learn it, live it, lead it. Sustainable UMass. <laughs>
1: Never wishing on a rosary But a miracle would be so sweet Interested in joining WMUA, the student-run college radio station at UMass Amherst? Whether you're interested in pursuing a career in broadcast journalism, you have a passion for music, or you're just looking for a space on campus to call your own, WMUA is the place for you. From music and news to sports and public affairs programming, students of all majors and interests are encouraged to contact us today. To find out how to get involved, email us at production at WMUA.org and tell us what you're all about. Before you know it, it'll be your voice broadcasting here on 91.1 WMUA, the radio voice of UMass Amherst. This is UMass
3: Athletic
1: Hey Hey get your numbers up. I had to get my numbers up. Back here at the John Friend Kennedy Champion Center. In Amherst, Mass, if you're just joining us, we have a great second half of the show planned for you. SID, Ryan Gallant is here to join us, talk a little bit about UMass women's basketball and A-10. And again, still alongside Cam Seibert. I'm Ryan Beaton. Uh, we just had Coach Tori Verdi on. He talked a little bit about the spontaneous and parody of the A-10 this season. UMass has had, or UMass has experienced enough of that as their own and um, really, we've just seen some, some, some unexpected upset wins, some unexpected upset losses. Ryan, what would you have to say about even UMass going into Marist and beating them in their own home court?
3: Well, I mean, before we talk about going to Marist, I think Coach was spot on when he spoke with us this morning. If there's one word that we can use to accurately describe the Atlantic 10, fellas, I think it would hands down be parity. You know, there's one thing that, uh, that makes this league special this year is, you know you can look at a ball game and on any given day not know who's going to win. Um, You know, as as opposed to previous years, you know, you look at some teams such as Dayton and St. Louis and, you know, Fordham who were, you know, the dominant teams in the conference. And don't get me wrong, those three teams, you know, still have quite a bit of talent this year. UMass hasn't yet met them with the exception of Dayton. But you look at – this is a year where, you know, in the same week that Dayton – uh, defeats UMass by over twenty five points later in that week George Washington goes in and, and knocks off dayton something that 's not expected um, it 's just it 's one of those years guys where you know on any given day you don 't know what 's going to happen and i 'll tell you for the fans it certainly uh, makes for some entertaining yeah, keep
1: basketball. them on the edge of their seats yeah I would say even just looking at the standings right now the middle seems very very stacked with you know the only under the only the team that hasn't won a game being LaSalle at 0 and 8, and then VCU at 7 and 1. And then, sort of after that, it seems like there's a lot of teams stacked up in the middle. I think that might have to do with teams just knocking off each other and upset wins and losses.
3: Certainly are, you and know, again, it's it's a it's a very very jam packed middle of the standings. And I think what makes that so special is, you know, the top eight teams in the Atlantic 10 are going to host first round quarterfinal games, or I'm sorry, first, Atlantic 10 first round games before the quarterfinals go to Pittsburgh. Um, The top two will get a bye. But with that said, fellas, you know, something that hasn't happened at UMass in quite some time is for the Minute Women to host a first-round Atlantic 10 tournament game. That hasn't happened in a long time. It's certainly, at this point, it is far from locked in that that could happen. But it's also not at all out of the question. There's a lot of basketball left to be played. If the Minute Women can string together a couple of wins, get into that top eight in the league, we could be seeing playoff basketball here at the Mullins Center come uh, early March.
1: I would have to say the same. Uh, I mean, think about it. They're only they're in the ninth spot right now, uh, only behind George Mason, who has the
3: exact same record as them, just a better overall record. Uh, yeah, and George Mason would you now the first the first tiebreaker in the A-10. You know, you're looking at that conference record. The first tiebreaker is the head-to-head matchup. Now George Mason, by virtue of beating UMass in that field trip day game here a while back, would have that tiebreaker. So that's always the first uh, the first uh, tiebreaker is the head-to-head. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's it'll be definitely
1: interesting to watch. Uh, I know we plan on going down to Pittsburgh as well, and uh, having UMass host, you know, to kind of kick that off would be something not only really exciting but interesting to watch going into the Pittsburgh series.
3: I think though it would be a huge confidence boost for this team, and you know, and you've seen throughout the year. You know, we talked earlier about the Marist game going into probably one of the tougher places to play in the northeast in, in terms of women's basketball i mean i think you could say you know yukon is hands down the toughest place to play yeah. just by virtue of you know by saying yukon i think everyone knows that but Which surprisingly lost last night that's <laughs> <laughs> correct um but i think if you look at you know, Marist, smaller gym that, that they still, they packed to the brim for a women's basketball game. There were over 1,700 people there when when UMass went out. Brian Georges has done a wonderful job, to say an understatement, with that team. He's been there for quite some time. That the, the Red Foxes are consistently in contention for a Metro Atlantic Conference uh, championship year in and year out. As Coach Verdi said earlier, you know, that team has gone to the NCAA tournament multiple times. Recently, gone to Sweet Sixteens. They're they're a very very historically good uh, basketball team. UMass goes in there and, and plays you know a complete forty minute basketball game and, and goes off and pulls off a double digit win. And I think that speaks to you know if you're going to look at uh, a way of measuring uh, the progress of the Minute Women this year, you know there's been some bursts of, of really really good basketball and we've talked about it on the show here uh, of late. It's just a matter of consistently night in and night out pulling that off.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of been the story of the season is is the inconsistency. and For me, I feel like it's been seeing individual performances coming out, like players like Vashni Perry, who stepped up as of late, and Haley Liddell has been pretty consistent over the season. Even Breehampton Bay at the beginning of the season was putting together good production. She slowed down a little bit, so it's really just a matter to me of a few players coming out all at once and not just having these individual performances scoring night in and night out, rather having more of a team coalition to get themselves in a better place to get some wins, but hopefully that can happen in the future here
3: it certainly has been a team you know a a collective team effort i I think would be the right way to describe it but the nice thing that you know you could say about this group in 1819 that you know maybe you you couldn't necessarily apply as much the previous two years is the the level of depth uh with this group you know you you have people stepping up all over all over the floor um you know at at all levels um you know you have everything from you know a senior and jessica george and henny rivera um you know, with 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 bursts of, of productive productive uh, outings, you also have uh, you know freshmen and notably Destiny Philoxy, um Asia McCoy, Jessica Nelson uh, coming back easing easing into her role, um, but then right in the middle too you know you have Vash Perry, you have Haley LaDell, um, Bri Bay sophomore that you know again has, has kind of slowed down a little bit this year but still um, you know you I think you look up and down the bench. And up, up and down, you know, the floor, and you see some very, very key pieces all over the place. Yeah, and you
1: mentioned they're depth-wise, they're very deep. This team, in terms of position, but I think it's also important to know that they're nicely spread out in, you know, the years they are, like sophomore, junior, senior. Uh, I think when you have a team with little experience, when when the team's very young. It's it's you know hard to get get that sort of experience, and then when you have a bunch of seniors, it's okay. Now we have to worry about the turnover next season. But I think they have sort of the right amount of seniors, freshmen, and then sophomores and juniors right in the middle that kind of pull this team together.
3: And not to mention a handful of freshmen that you know I I know the focus right now is finishing 18-19 on a strong note. the potential of hosting an A ten tournament game, but you know, not to mention there's a handful of freshmen that are gonna be adding to the depth of this team come the fall. You have Sam Breen, the mid year transfer from Penn State, who's gonna be who's already here practicing with the Minute Women, who just came in the end of winter break here. She'll be eligible to play at the end of the fall. There's gonna be a lot of options with this with this team uh you know in nineteen twenty when when that season comes around. Yeah, it's obvious that the uh coaching staff has
0: done a great job scouting players and getting them to come here. Sam Breen, one great uh uh example of that. And then yeah, this freshman class is only gonna get better as the years go on and as they get more experience. And they also aren't gonna lose much this year in, in the senior class. Of course, Jessica George is definitely a key asset that they, they're gonna lose this year, but besides that there's not much that's gonna disappear this year.
3: Hennessis Rivera we talked about. Yep. But most and of the McKenzie players graduating are graduating and then Mackenzie Sullivan. Yeah, uh, the South Hadley native, uh, graduating just the three of them. So it's yeah, very small senior class this year.
0: There's still some players too at the bottom of that depth chart that we haven't really gotten to see coming to their own yet, and I think that they have a lot to show. So
1: yeah, and we were just speaking about you know recruits and UMass recruiting, and I saw a video the other day uh, on the Proctor. Uh, Twitter account I believe it was Angelique um
3: not sure how to pronounce her last name I gotta
1: I gotta ask her that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it was I think the coach said if any of y'all grab rim off the vert no more running and practice is over sure enough she got right up there and grabbed it clean so I think it's exciting to you know sort of see the new players that will be coming into this program and right off the bat you can you can tell what sort of athleticism they'll have uh you know at the Mullins next year as yeah, well Yeah,
3: certainly you know it, it's a some very very talented freshmen that have already signed with UMass during that early period back in November Angelique was one of them Grace Heaps as well uh out of out of uh just outside of Albany New York she's up at Northfield uh, Mount Herman now uh was named a McDonald's All-American nominee so certainly some some decorated uh players you know set to come into this program and again Sam Breen will, will also be an option uh come the end of the fall. Right, I think slowly.
1: What Coach Verdi has done is, you know, you see this upward trend in in the years since he's taken over. I think that can only be appealing to you know athletes to come and sign here. And I, it might sound a little far fetched, but I think you know the Massachusetts brand in general, with the hockey team being ranked number two in the nation, I think, and uh, you know, with other teams on this campus starting to flourish, I think maybe that draws in you know athletes athletes for all sports they look at one sport and maybe compare it to another and think the athletic department is similar in all aspects and maybe that draw maybe the brand name gets stronger and starts drawing in even more recruits and getting them interested to come to UMass
3: well it's certainly an exciting time I think to be at UMass in all in all facets whether you're you know a recruit or a student a fan um or, you know, just in, involved, you know, in, in some capacity at UMass, um, you know, I think just in the last three or four years, uh, particularly since, you know, since Ryan Bamford has arrived here, uh, the upward trajectory of, of UMass, you know, as a department, as a university, um, the, the perception of, of UMass athletics has, has, you know, it's it's three years, four years now almost, but, you know, it's it's been you know remarkable uh what, what has transpired here over the last couple of years you know um you know you, we, you know, obviously we're talking about women's basketball a little bit you know with it being a women's basketball show but, <laughs> um you know you look at w- what is has what taken place with the hockey team here right i um, mean what coach carville has done and what what his players have done you know in in three years you know they go from five wins two years ago and during Coach Carvel's first year to hosting a playoff series last year for the first time in a decade, winning a playoff series uh, at home for the first time in, in quite quite a while um, to, you know, they're number two this week, but, but for the first time in program history being, you know, looking down on the rest of college hockey, uh, being ranked top of the country in both polls. It's really, really impressive. You know, you look at our men's basketball program and certainly, you know, I, I don't think anyone's going to Deny that they've hit a you know a bit of a rough patch you know a bump in the road, Uh, but that program is certainly headed in the right direction. It's definitely you know it's it's an exciting time to be here. I think.
1: Yeah, and I think you would know best, having been this this is your alumni uh, you know having graduated from UMass and been following athletics for this time period and sort of their transition. And I think it is fair to say that you know maybe maybe it's not women's basketball, but if you are a women's basketball recruit, you. Take a look at you know a team like hockey and say all right well the the institution did a good job in hiring a coach that can clearly lead a team to you know a top ranked seed in the nation and uh, I would have just as much confidence in them hiring the same for women 's basketball and something so, along those lines
3: and certainly you know coach Verdi is you know if you look at what what he's done at eastern Michigan you know turned that team around in, into a contender in the time that he was there and I think, you know, he's certainly, you know, he's developed a lot of the same progress here. And I don't think, you know, I wouldn't quote him on this, but I, I think it, you know, maybe hasn't necessarily been as quickly as he would have liked. Um but if you look at you know, heading into the season, if you look at the the progress he made and that, you know, that and that his team made from year one in twenty sixteen to year two in 2017 i think there was something like 18 statistical categories that that the men and women improved upon uh last year from from year one um and i, I think that's that's just that upward trajectory has just continued this year um you know just the, the competitive level the resilience the want to that we see out of this group night in and night out you know i'm not really sure that you know you know you look at this year um a team like Davidson that at the time UMass played them was 4-0 in the league undefeated in the conference really really good basketball team and UMass goes in and beats them by double digits we talked about the Maris game earlier we've talked about that game you know a couple times in the past VCU the top team in the conference UMass goes in and is neck and neck with the Rams until the final buzzer Couple bounces, a couple possessions go UMass's way. UMass is possibly coming back from Richmond with a W against the second against the top team in the league for the second time this year. I think that speaks to the progress that this team is making, and I think it really. Uh, is indicative of of some positive times in, in the near future for this for this basketball team yeah and i think you can just see the,
0: the upward trend with coach verity being here one category that's been definitely uh going in the right direction is their away performances the team used to struggle with playing away games and now this year and last season they've definitely improved on that and like you said some of their biggest wins have come on the road this year so that's definitely
3: a, a category of an improvement and something you'd like to see out of the team and they're right there fellas you know again i don't and, you know, I know the VCU game is in the rearview mirror, um, but again, looking at, you know, the top team in the league, one of the top-scoring players in the league, Terrell Reed, um, number 24 from VCU, uh, a, a talented player. Um, but, you know, you, you look at, you know, the, I think the one thing that hampered UMass down the stretch was there were 20 turnovers, like Coach said, and certainly that's something that, you know, that you want to limit. If you can cut that half, VCU scored, I think it was 22 points off of UMass turnovers directly as a result. If you can cut that in half, you potentially have a different result.
1: Yeah, Ryan, and I think that's a great way to gauge you know, performance over the years is just looking at those head-to-head matchups. You talked about Davidson, uh, talked about coming close to VCU, two really great teams uh, historically in the past decade here. And then also uh, St. Louis, I was at that game, traveled out to it over break. They had their first win against the Billikens in some nine years. Nine years. So uh, that just speaks to, you know, what what the turnaround process has looked like uh thus far in the past few years. So yeah, I think th- those head-to-head matchups are a great. While well it may seem, you know, sort of like they're they're waiting to turn a corner this season. I think that that's a great way to sort of gauge progress and say that, you know, that what they have accomplished a decent amount in the past 3 years.
3: And I think, you know, that that next indicator of progress, you know, we'll look at uh, the game this coming Sunday against Richmond, noon tip down at uh the Robin Center for Spiders. River two and five right now in the conference but you know as we've seen and as we've talked about this is a league that anyone can beat anybody on a given day fellas mm-hmm. we'll see what happens on sunday two uh two uh very uh good basketball teams that the record might not necessarily be indicative of, of what those two teams are capable of and we'll, we'll see what happens from the robin center i think i
1: think so we know you'll be down there me and cam will be watching on the espn broadcast um uh... Yeah, and that'll quite about do us for today. We want to thank you, uh, Ryan, for stopping by. Thanks for having me, guys. Good seeing you. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, we want to thank Colin Cronin back at the studio for facilitating all this and broadcasting it over the airwaves. Uh, You can expect to hear from us every Friday morning at 11 as we wrap up the week in UMass women's basketball. Uh, Until then, take care and continue listening to WMUA 91.1 FM for our regularly scheduled program.
0: This is UMass Athletic. People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. Walk MS brings communities together, creating teams with friends, loved ones, and coworkers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Register today at walkms.org. Show your UMass pride everywhere you go with a UMass Amherst special license plate. All proceeds benefit student scholarships and programs, and the special plate fee is tax deductible. Get all the details and order your plate at umassalumni.com or call 800-456-UMASS. Remember to ride with UMass pride.